Hi, it's Jamie, Progressive's Employee of the Month, two months in a row. Leave a message at the... Hi, Jamie. It's me, Jamie. I just had a new idea for our song about the Name Your Price tool. So when it's like, tell us what you want to pay, hey, 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 and the trombone goes, blah, 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 and you say, we'll help you find coverage options to fit your budget. Then we just all do finger snaps while a choir goes, savings coming at ya, savings coming at ya. Yes? No? Maybe? Anyway, see your practice tonight. I got new lyrics for the rap break. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Napa know-how. It takes a lot to get excited about a bag, but most bags can't save you 20% on auto parts. That's 20% off headlamps, 20% off oil filters, 20% off virtually anything you can fit inside the 99-cent Napa reusable bag. So tell your buddies, there's a bag they just have to check out. Quality parts, helpful people. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. At participating Napa Auto Parts stores while supplies last. Minimum three items. Exclusions apply. Offer ends 10-31-17. Hello! I am Matt Williamson. This is the Locked On NFL Podcast. We are brought to you by MyBookie. Good friends of the show. Urge you to check them out at mybookie.ag. Use our promo code. I'll tell you a little bit more about them here in a moment. But, switching out the Monday format. Um, I threw it out there on Twitter. You guys would prefer that I just do a quick thumbnail of every game as opposed to digging into three or four or whatever. So I'm going to do that to the best of my ability. I'm not going to pretend like I saw every snap of these games, but I will do more homework before we reconvene tomorrow, and I'm going to do power ranks tomorrow, and we'll have another little nugget on each team when we do that. Uh, Wednesday will be our typical pro football focus chat with Mike. Thursday will be Twitter Thursday, previewing the Thursday nighter, and then Friday we're picking games again. So... Let's dig right in. Saints-Dolphins in England. I feel for the Dolphins. They've had a ridiculous stretch of, you know, way to start the season. Their their bye is already gone. They've been all over the country, all over the two continents now. But they stink. I mean, they're playing bad, bad football. And I could see Gase getting this thing straightened out. Um, they got to lean on Ajayi and really just go from there and start over. The offensive line, to me, is a real problem. And I'm, I'm shocked they didn't address the guard position more in the offseason. Um, but they've got a lot of problems on both sides of the ball. Saints are pretty good. Um, I think their secondary is actually quite good. Led by Latimer, the first-round pick. I'm going to be doing a article for the score. Uh, my five best rookies, um, and I think he's probably going to be in the equation, although there's been a lot of notable ones so far after a month. Um, I think their pass rush is questionable, but the rest of the defense isn't awful. I think it's getting, I mean, it's not good, but it's there's things to get excited about there. Kamara's very exciting on the offensive side of the ball. He had a nice game. Michael Thomas had a big game. Breeze played really well, and that's all they needed in this one, so... It's unfortunate, but the Dolphins have a lot of work to do at 0-2. 1-2, I'm sorry. The Bills continue to shock me. Um, should I get on this bandwagon yet? I'm sure Bills Mafia is going to be killing me because I haven't yet. Been hard on this team. I thought the Falcons were going to blow their doors off. I'll, I'll concede this. The Bills' defense is very well coached. It's a good group. They're hard to play against. Certainly didn't hurt that Julio and Sanu were not available for the second half, but it wasn't like Atlanta was moving the ball all over them in the first half either. Um, the Bills on offense 
they're not turning the ball over. Getting a lot out of guys like Charles Clay. Well coached on that side of the ball too. Tyrod Taylor's quietly having a pretty darn good year. Yeah, so curious how this shapes up. I still think they come back to earth. I think the Falcons were a little <coughs> we were a little too excited about them too. Uh, but still, I mean, tomorrow's gonna be hard. I mean, who are the good teams? Who is not a good team? The Browns are gonna be 32nd on the power ranks. A familiar spot for them. They're really bad right now. Kaiser getting thrown to the Wolves looks totally overmatched, as many very young quarterbacks do. They don't run the ball at all. Defense is offering very little resistance. I will concede that I think the Bengals have turned the corner a little. I mean, they have turned a corner. Uh, they are now respectable again. The offensive coordinator situation certainly has helped. Dalton looks much more comfortable but really not challenged much in this one. I mean, the Browns are 0-4. I have faith in their rebuilding process, but we're going to start to hear rumbles of hot seat. I understand that because at least last year they were pretty competitive in most games at this stage, even though they weren't winning them. Now they're starting to get blown out left and right. So I told you I was going to tell you guys a little bit about my bookie. And since I've been doing podcasts, which now is about a dozen years, People are always asking for advice. I'm always picking games every Friday during the season. Usually do pretty well. You know, usually, you know, what team to bet on is what everyone's asking. Our our Friday shows are always the most listened to because I know you guys are putting a couple bucks down at my bookie. Um, You're asking me who should I take, you know, Browns or Bengals, Steelers or Ravens, whoever, Chicago, Detroit, whatever. Uh, But let me tell you this, where, where you're booking is just as important as who you're betting on. So that's why I always tell you guys to go to mybookie.ag. Mybookie has been in this business for years, and their rep is rock solid. They do 100% cash bonuses, so off the bat, you're making money for doing nothing. And they have the fastest payouts, just two business days, which is unbelievably quick in this business. I tell you who's going to win, right? So lay down some cash and win big today. I would only recommend a service to my listeners that's been good to me. That's why I'm urging you to make your way to my bookie. You win, they pay. The they have in-game live betting, which I think is a really good way to actually, you know, manipulate the system a little bit. That's a great great thing to get into. They have rewarding player perks and an all-new mobile site that makes wagering on the go a breeze. Join now, and my bookie will match your deposit with up to 100% bonus, which is free money. I mean, so use our promo code locked on, and that activates the offer. Visit mybookie.ag today. You play, you win, you get paid. So, as I was reading that, a little notification from the score. They have a great app, by the way. Not do I write for them, but they have a great app. Peaked up on my phone, Derek Carr expected to miss two to six weeks with a back fracture, if you haven't heard yet. Guess we'll talk about that a little more when we get to the Raiders or tomorrow. But man, times are tough in Oakland. I mean, that's a big deal. So, I assume you listened to the show on Friday. And what was my upset special? Rams over Cowboys. Nailed it. Feel good about it. Uh, They played well. I mean, even though Dallas really took away Watkins and Woods, I still thought Goff had a very efficient, good day. Gurley was the man. I mean, probably his best day as a pro. Um, Familiar 
the big thing I liked here was McVeigh knows this team, knows how to attack it. Uh, they had a lot of good play designs as usual. Goff is operating offense really, really well. The Cowboys have some worries. You know, I mean, again, I think they're really slow on offense. The defense without Sean Lee, and that was a huge thing I harped on on Friday. If you don't have Sean Lee, I have a hard time betting or put, doing anything in favor of Dallas's defense. That came to pass. Um, are the Rams a contender? Well, maybe. I mean, I, I wish their defense was a little stouter. I mean, 35 points yet, yet again allowed, but yeah, you got to give them credit. They are easily a much improved team at a minimum. Lions edge out the Vikings. Oh, that Dalvin Cook injury is a kick in the pants, man. Loved the way he was playing. Thought exactly what they needed at that position. Was missing in a big way last year. Steal in the second round. Fit in really well. Been racking up yardage as a receiver and especially a runner. Still think they have a great D. Bradford should return soon. They have excellent weapons. So they're not dead, but I just think they're going to have a hard time staying balanced with McKinnon or Murray as their back. That's a big problem. The Lions get another win. Three and one. You know, win on the road. Tight game. You know, didn't put up big numbers, but Abdullah ran well. I mean, that would have never happened a year ago. Stafford played well, of course, he always does at this point. But yet again, they cause turnovers. So, Lions fans aren't going to love me for this. I just don't think the rate of turnovers created that they have set this pace can continue. And that's going to bring them back to earth a little bit. But I also very much believe that their defense is vastly improved from last year, where I thought it was once the worst in the league. And I think the offense is quite good and really, you know, encouraging that... They can actually run the ball a little bit. Panthers go to England and get that win. And I didn't see that coming. I, I had all the faith in the world that Belichick was going to get this defense fixed. But they continue to have miscom miscommunications on the back end. They're allowing too many easy touchdowns. You never see that from this team. They look slow. They don't rush the passer very well. Their linebackers are slow. They're almost slow at every position in the front seven. That's a problem. I also think the Pats have had a little bit of bad luck, too. That Newton looks right. And, yeah, some of it's because he's playing against a bad defense. But, you know, it's kind of like Watson. Came out of his shell at the right time. Newton came out of his shell at the right time. Funchess and Benjamin, big days. Um, Newton, though, that's the encouraging thing here. Is Newton looked like Newton for the first time in a while. As a runner, as a passer, all the above. Um, so... If you guys recall, I was really high on the Panthers going into the season. Had them go to the NFC Championship game against Seattle. Had them win in their division. And after three games, they were 2-1, and one, and I was worried, to say the least. Now they're 3-1 and one after a big win with the quarterback back on track. I think Carolina has a chance to be quite good again. Progressive presents Mind Flowness with Flow. Before you lies a beautiful meadow. In that meadow, Progressive Direct has placed its auto insurance rates alongside those of competitors. You select the lowest rate and feel a great sense of calm. A great sense of oh. Compare Progressive Direct rates with competitors' rates so you can rest easy. Visit Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Comparison rates not available in all states or situations. Prices vary based on how you buy. All right just said that Carolina has a chance to be quite good. 
to the Jets? The Jets are of the same record in the AFC East as New England now. They're both 2-2. Two and two. I mean, when I started this, when I did my preseason power ranks, the easiest spots to fill in were number one, New England, number 32, New York Jets. And now they're tied at 2-2. Two and two. I mean, of the most unlikely things that could have happened after a month, telling me that might be the most shocking. I mean, of all the crazy things we've seen already this year. They edge out the Jags. Jags can't lose these games. I mean, there were some weird things that happened this game. And I'll be honest, this is probably the game I watched the least. You know, it wasn't exactly a roaring heavyweight fight. But, you know, Bilal Powell has this long run where he falls down. They thought he was down. And a couple long runs in this game were some strange situations. Um, I don't know. I'm interested to find out more about what happened in this one, to be very honest. Um, but Jets are okay. You know, Josh McCown's playing well. If they can run the ball, they'll be respectable. They certainly did in this one. I think they have some pieces on defense. I meant, I mentioned Latimer's going to be in that, uh, defensive or in that rookie article I've written. Uh, I think Adams absolutely will be as well. So uh, there's pieces. I mean, there's things to get excited about. I, I still have a hard time believing they're going to be anything close to 500. Steelers pretty much owned the game against the Ravens. Um, Le'Veon Bell had 36 carries, 35 carries. Um, and didn't break off huge runs, but certainly looked a lot more like Bell. The, the running game in general were a lot more pulling guards, Steeler-like plays, run, 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 run. Um, Ben was okay at best. They didn't need much from the passing game. Steeler D is very young, impressive, a little up and down, but very impressive overall, especially in the front seven. And I think I'm pretty confident in saying, I think the Ravens have the worst offense in football. I really do. It's horrible. I mean, they had two long runs in this game that were more the Steelers' fault than, you know, than the Ravens doing great things. And I guess Collins is somewhat encouraging. But they're awful. Flacco's terrible. Their receivers are bad. Drop passes. Running game basically went nowhere against a good D. But on many occasions, you know, I mean, their offense is horrible. If they don't cause a lot of turnovers, I don't know that they beat, you know, any average team, let alone a good one. And I think the Steelers are a good one. This was a shock. Texans 57, Titans 14. And you guys know my thoughts on Watson. And don't get me wrong. I am coming around that he may be a guy. You know, that he's really good. And maybe that's possible. These last two games, I know he's taking the league by storm. I get it. I'm not ripping on the dude. But I will say that New England and Tennessee look like they didn't know how to prepare for him. You know, that Houston is running a lot of condensed formations with their wide receivers close to the ball. A lot of things in tight. A lot of crazy pre-snap motion. A lot of option. A lot of, uh, you know, things that Watson did in college, which is smart. I mean, they're throwing a ton at you. I think Will Fuller coming back is bad gigantic. I just read today, DeAndre Hopkins has like seven or eight pass interference calls that he's drawn this year. I mean, like, the next, next in, second in the league is like three. And Watson looks at him often and all the time, too much. But Fuller coming back, I think, was big. Lamar Miller's got, got back there on course on the ground. But the Titans had a lot of 
defensive gaffes, you know, just not knowing where to be, not reading plays right, leaving, making it too easy on the Texans. So I will watch this tape closer, and I do go into the Watson evaluation with negative base, you know, to this house we're building. Um, but, man, Tennessee, and now Mariota's banged up. I don't know what to think of the Titans. Cardinals and Niners go to overtime. 18-15, my man Larry catches a, a, a touchdown to win it. Great play. See, I look at this game, though, and think, this is a loss for the Cardinals. This is a win for the Niners, big picture. You know, we know the Niners aren't competing for Super Bowl. The loss gives them more draft capital. They're at 0-4. But they've played the Rams and the Cardinals now down to the wire two weeks in a row. And I wouldn't have seen that that was coming. You know, like this is not a terrible team. They're battling to the very end. There's things that are going well here. You know, I think Niners fans should be optimistic. Don't be too optimistic. You're not a year away from being 12-4. The Cardinals worry me though, man. Their line is bad. Their running game is questionable. They have some holes on D, but, you know, there was all field goals in this game except for the Fitzgerald touchdown. Um, I don't think the Cardinals are a contender. I think this is going to be a long year for them. Eagles go to Chargers where they had a distinct home field advantage. I mean, cheering Eagles. And when Rivers had the ball, it was loud and he could hardly hear. I mean, unbelievable that the NFL has gotten to that point with the franchise. And good for Eagles fans. Go there and flood that stadium with green. I love that, man. I mean, that reminds me of my hometown team. I mean, Steelers, Packers. I mean, imagine those teams playing in L.A. It's going to be, would be unbelievable. But great for the Eagles fans. Go dominate that stadium if they're going to let you. Um, Chargers always find a way to lose. I mean, yet again, they find a way to lose in the end of the game, basically, after trying to come back. Rivers didn't play poorly. He certainly didn't. Keenan Allen looks like a stud yet again. That's encouraging. <coughs> I like the way Wentz has played. But I think what you take out of this, though, besides this crazy home field advantage on the road, is that the Eagles ran the ball, you know, and they stuck with it, even though they don't have great backs. You know, LeGarrette Blunt ends up with 136 yards, and if they have a consistent running game, I have little doubt that that's the best team in the East. Although I'm curious to see what Washington does tonight. But I was an Eagles fan coming in. I was a Chargers fan coming in. I have to get off the Chargers bandwagon. They're at 0-4. They're cooked, unfortunately. Um, but good stuff for the Eagles. The kids are playing and laughing. The house is filled with a life you've worked so hard to build. You are committed to protecting this life and everyone in it. Life insurance from USAA can help. Call 1-800-531-LIFE for a quote. All right, a couple more games here to discuss. The Giants, yet again, lose a heartbreaker at the end. Beckham was in and out of the game. Saw a little bit of Gallman, I think, was positive results. Not that they had much of a ground game. Their defense isn't what it used to be, though. Um, Vernon wasn't 100%, and then he left. They're not getting a lot of their pass rush. Harrison got hurt in this game. Apple's been a bit of a liability. Guys like Collins haven't been as dominant as expected. Um, I mentioned hot seat. I think we're going to start talking about that in New York here soon. Uh, unfortunately, they you know they lose these close games, and the offensive line is obviously a problem. Guys like Brandon Marshall aren't stepping up. I like Engram. Odell's playing well, but he's in out of the lineup. 
I thought Winston was really good in this game. And this guy will make throws, man. He is a fearless dude. He is a fun guy to watch. Um, talk more Tampa coming up here because they host the Pats on Thursday night. That could be a really interesting game. I'm, I'm curious what our buddies in my bookie have that game listed at now. I mean, who's favored in that one? In Tampa, short week. Tampa's an interesting team. Really interesting team. Raiders are in trouble. I just mentioned it. Carr sounds like he's going to be out two to six weeks. That's breaking news. Their defense outside Khalil Mack already had me worried. Marshawn Lynch all of a sudden does not look like the revelation and the answer to everyone's problems. Crabtree was out of this game. Cooper drops everything left and right. No Carr. Although Manuel played okay. But let's give Denver credit. Their run defense is awesome. And they run the ball. Like, that's the difference between the, their team from this year to last year was the other things are still in place. They still have really good wide receivers. You know, their corners are good. Von Miller's a superstar. But they stop the run and they run the ball. You know, that Jamal Charles looks like a good player again. As a, you know, a spell guy for Anderson. Anderson looks really good. How about the catch A.J. Darby, Darby had? One-handed down the sideline, just palmed it. It was awesome. Um, Simeon's getting back to being okay, you know, I mean, does enough. Probably that'll hold them back at some point, but it's time to worry about Oakland. You know, you're at two and two with a quarterback, at least out two weeks, maybe a month and a half, you know, you fall behind Denver and Kansas city by two, three games in that time. That's a problem. And losing a head to head one here, time to worry about the Raiders a little bit. It's already time to worry about the Colts. I felt for Jacoby Brissett. They hung around the first quarter, or in the first half, though. I mean, it's not for a lack of fight. They lose their starting center right off the bat, who is already in over his head, and then they throw a guard in there at center on the road. Guy can't hear anything. They can't even get a snap off. But Brissett took a beating, and they kept it close for a half, and Malik Hooker had a nice touch, or a nice interception. I love him. But Seattle pulled away. You know, Wilson put on put on the Ritz in the second half. Um, they lost Chris Carson for it looks like an extended amount of time, but at least we saw some Eddie Lacy. Um, they were just the much better team. Jimmy Graham did a little bit. Tyler Lockett did a little bit. It wasn't a dominant performance, in my opinion, by any of them necessarily. But Wilson played really well. Wasn't the stiffest of tests, of course. They were like a 14-point favorite on my bookie. Um, but... They covered and ran away with it with ease at the end. So I'm back on the notion that maybe Seattle's really good. But, again, I would like to have seen their line tested more, but it was better than it's been. So that's going to do it. Fuller slate than most Mondays. Uh, a little touch on every game. Tomorrow I'll touch on every team again. I'm going to dig into power ranks as I watch the game tonight. That will not be easy. Over now. It takes a lot to get excited about a bag, but most bags can't save you 20% on auto parts. That's 20% off headlamps, 20% off oil filters, 20% off virtually anything you can fit inside the 99-cent Napa reusable bag. So tell your buddies, there's a bag they just have to check out. Quality parts, helpful people. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. At participating Napa auto parts stores while supplies last. Minimum three items. Exclusions apply. Offer ends 103117.